the Calgary Flames fell short to the Chicago Blackhawks, and Don Maloney's words do not provide any sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here on this Monday edition of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off of your first purchase. Well, we have to talk about the abysmal and unserious performance that was the end of the road trip in Chicago. And Don Maloney had an interview during the sec- first intermission that just really uh, sent a strong enough message to send most of Flames Twitter spiraling. So we're going to address that as well as uh, the, the limited bright spots that have been provided by Mangiapani and Huberto. And where... Where do we go from here now that the Flames ownership group has made it very clear they have chosen a direction? But before we dive into all that, please make sure to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Uh, The show is free across the board and I would love to have you. Losing to Chicago was almost predictable. Friday, when I put out the show, Bedard had just been hit by Brendan Smith and then weren't really sure at that point what was going to happen. But then Saturday, uh, Felino and Bedard were announced out. And this basically left the already decimated roster. You don't know who, I didn't know who was on that team besides Ryan Donato, um, to be entirely honest, in their forward group. So that's, that's what you were getting. And the Flames lost all three matchups to the Blackhawks last year. Those losses kept them out of a playoff spot. And here we are again. That's four straight losses to the Blackhawks. And that's just, why are you losing to a basement-dwelling team? The loss here needs to be a wake-up call. I don't think that it's necessarily a wake-up call for the players because, again, they can only do so much with the roster that's constructed. And same with the coaches. They can only coach with what they have there. And they need someone that has that elite finish, that has that elite shot, and they don't. So they can. They are very limited to what they can do. but. I will say the goals from Nazem Kadri and Mangiapani were great. Kadri did have that nice goal in the third period with about four, four minutes left to make it a one-goal game again. It's great to see Mangiapani playing like himself again. I talked about it a lot last week as well. And it's nice to kind of see that that continue. And we hope to see that continue for the rest of the season, hopefully. But... I really don't want to hear any excuses. 
And if you're a returning listener, you know that I am like the queen of like devil's advocate or uh, making excuses for this team. But there are none. It doesn't matter that this was the end of a road trip or a second half of a back-to-back. They were playing an ECHL team and got outplayed. It was not a good situation and they fell behind early the tying first tying goal was overturned due to goaltender interference and then it it just wasn't there was never a moment for them to truly turn the game around and it showed I don't think that this team is going to go anywhere I think that that's been painfully clear and they should have been able to beat the Blackhawks blindfolded and with like soundproof headphones on. Like that should have been, they should have been walking Chicago like a dog, but they got walked. And that is so discouraging. Right now, Money Puck has the Flames at an 11% chance for the playoffs, which is higher than most models because of the way that Money Puck does calculations in their formula we nick and i talked a lot about that last season when it came to their models for evaluating uh, flames and their playoff chances as well i don't understand this team i don't and how you can go out there and have the same goaltender in net uh, against the predators one of the better teams in the league put up six against them in their you know obviously saros got pulled but you know, you, you were able to force the coach's hand there. And Markstrom has been stealing games and Vladar has just been giving them away. I I don't really know what else you're going to expect and get from Dan Vladar. I think that the ship has long, officially long sailed on any team being interested. Unless a freak accident occurs or if a team just needs a backup by chance. Huska said in his post-game like press conference that he doesn't think the Flames tested Mrazic that much. And it's just kind of like no kidding don't have an elite shooter you don't have players that are really pressuring and crashing the net I mean we have seen a lot more of the net front present stuff especially with the Kadri, Pospisil and Zari line but it's still not you're not testing the goaltenders and you're not going to be able to do do those cute wraparound goals anymore that's not something that's happening and we know why. It's great to see Huberto and Mangiapane perform the way that they're performing. But that's really it. That is all you have. Uh, that's that's my only takeaway from this final game of the road trip, really. That's, that's all I can offer there. But coming up next, we are going to talk about Don Maloney's statements to, uh, I guess, Ryan Leslie in the first intermission here. Because... There's a lot to dissect, and I want to make sure that we talk about that right after this. With game time, you do not need to worry about getting tickets to your next big event because they have your back. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events. 
near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can get last-minute tickets with the great flash deals and zone deals. I love just going on and being able to purchase tickets up to an hour after the event. So for the super last-minute uh, event decision to go, a Game Time decision to go, I can get ready, get myself out the door, get my tickets, and I'm there. And I'm still allowed in, even if it is a little bit late. And Game Time does have deals. Uh, you know, the zone deals, you pick your section, and Game Time picks the seats for big time savings. And with the Game Time guarantee, that means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off of your first purchase. And terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us today on Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. I love hearing from y'all. Uh, it's in the comment sections as long as you're nice. But JJ, who was on the show two weeks ago now, I think right before Christmas, right around Christmas, uh, wrote an article about Don Maloney's quotes in his interview uh, for the win column. And I I thought that this was really great. And I'm just referring to this for uh, the quote as a whole, because this is like the only place that I have found where it has the full quote. But like I said, Don Maloney spoke with Ryan Leslie um, and during the first intermission during the game against the Blackhawks. And talking about and he was asked about the direction of the flames and this is what he had to say and a lot of this has plenty of fans waving their red flags like this is this is not good especially when you see the outcome that happened like an hour later well every day since the start of the season craig dave brad myself have talked about how to improve the club every day, short-term or long-term. Flames fans know we have some contracts that are up. We'd like, to, we'd like to keep all of our players. The reality is in a cap world, you probably can't. It's a real balancing act. Ultimately, players sort of dictate who stays and who goes, quite frankly. Okay, so let's, let's stop right there. This is a very, like, well, you know... We don't, we don't want to trade anyone. We don't, we would love to keep everyone. It's a very um, passive, I guess you could say. And it, it doesn't, there's no vision other than, yeah, like we would love to keep everyone. That, that would be the goal, except we can't. So we have to figure something out. It's just kind of like twiddling your thumbs. And it just feels like, we're trying to please everyone because you don't want to say 
we need to trade the best pending UFA, and that would be Noah Hannafin, I would say. So this quote, this last sentence here, sent alarm bells off for everyone. Ultimately, the players sort of dictate who stays and who goes, quite frankly. So there, there is a very large problem with this quote, with that sentence, because why are they getting to dictate that? I understand their input is very important, and you want to make sure players want to be here. You want to make sure that you don't have any hostages. You want, players that want to be here are here. Players that don't want to be here, and it keeps the door off, they get shown the door. And that is part of the business. And I completely understand that. However, at some point, you have to take the bull by the horns and take the reins and make tough decisions. No one's saying you have to make a trade uh, with a lot with another team for Elias and home in the middle of the night. No one is saying that. You just need to trade him and make it happen. It just, it cannot be up in the air. It has been up in the air for too long. And if you are trying to sign players like Elias on home to long-term contracts, you can kiss any fan buying into this team goodbye. It's not, it's not going to work. Next quote, next paragraph. We've liked some some things about our team, probably not where we want to be in the standings. We all know what a great people person Craig Conroy is. His communication skills within the league, around the league. I think part I think part of the job is getting to know the other managers and have relationships. That's a real strength for Craig. This is not a customer service job. This is not a customer service job. Yes. Having those relationships are important, but you don't need to be a people pleaser. Yeah, of course. When you're in a position like this, you need to have uh, that sort of charisma about you. You need to be able to carry yourself and not resemble a doormat. And I'm, I'm not saying that's what Craig Conroy is by any means, but there are GMs that in the past have just let teams walk right over them. And communication skills are great. But can you place boundaries and kind of be like, this is what we're doing. We are going to be offering Noah Hannafin six million, six and a half million dollars for the next seven years. Is that something you can do? Or are you capable of saying, we're trading Elias Lindholm, these are the offers, and we're we're picking one of these destinations. I'm fine with people like you. It is quite literally part of the job to be a people person. You don't want to be someone that people don't want to deal with. You want to be at like that top of the list when it comes to, oh, hey, you have a goaltender that you're more than likely looking to trade. Oh, you have that top line center that I really need because my second line center is hurt and we're just, we can't make internal moves. Great. Like things just have to happen and they are not. And to me, I would much rather the extension talks kind of, at least with Noah Hannafin, because we don't know. Elias and home is, is gone. He is gone. That is, it is evident that he will be traded. But with Noah Hannafin, with the talk supposedly re-engaging, I would say I am fine with them holding out a little bit longer. 
because you got to figure out the solid comparables, right? Do I think he should be making as much as Mackenzie Weger? Probably in that same ballpark. Just because of what he brings to this team offensively with the counting stats as well. But again, a whole nother episode. We just need to get things done and determine who, what, stop wasting everyone's time. I'm just going to run out. We're continuing to look at our team. We thought, okay, we'll get through the all-star break. See where we sit. See where we stand. Continue to talk to our own players and agents. And yet, realistically, be in the marketplace and try to figure out how we can better this club. And that's a daily act on our part. Okay, it's just a continuation of the wait and see game. And how many times have we said the wait and see game needs to come to an end? It's not that people want the Flames to be bad. No, because that's kind of where they're at right now and people are getting very tired of it. But people want the Flames to pick a direction. Are you going to set yourself up for better draft picks so you can become a competitive team in two seasons? Or are you just going to dig yourself a deeper hole in this middle of the pack situation year after year? And locking two older, older, use it lightly, guys into these long-term contracts is not going to do you any good if you truly want to win. So it, it just does not feel as if there is a direction still because, I mean, they want to keep everyone. I don't know why. That just doesn't feel like a realistic perspective to have as a businessman. You know, I would think you need to just, okay, hey, we came into the season saying we need, we can't have seven UFAs. I think they're down to like five minus like the depth guys, but you need to figure something out and time is running out. The trade deadline right now is two months from today when this episode goes live. So do with that what you will. I'm not going to hold my breath and I don't think Flames fans should anymore either. This is just what we're getting. So uh, if you would like some fun facts about other contending teams, let me know. I will happily point you into the direction. We have a podcast for every team here uh, at Lockdown NHL, so you can definitely listen to corresponding shows. Coming up next, we are going to talk about this next game against Ottawa at home before hitting the road again, and who is making a difference and what needs to change for the short-term future. But before we do any of that, we are going to take a quick break to talk about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports betting app here at the Locked On NHL Network. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and that is the best way to find those popular parlays and more. The app is super easy to use. You have a uh, 
great user-friendly interface and you can cash out instantly. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked On Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me on X at Jess Belmosto. This road trip, I thought, was it was good. I thought that they fought a good fight against Philly. Was it just undisciplined hockey at some points? Yes. Elias Lindholm just, it, I don't necessarily think it was an intentional hit on, I can't remember if it was Cam York or Morgan Frost, if those were even the players, but it was just a really awkward collision and it, it caused a problem for the rest of the game. And Philly ultimately won. And I mean, good for them. We knew that they were going to have an extra kind of pep in their step and looking for revenge after losing on New Year's Eve to the team. So I do think that there were absolutely ways for them to tighten up that game. And that's just routine stuff that how many times are we going to have to hammer home? But they do make a quick pit stop home against the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday. Ottawa is 14, 21, and oh, kind of impressive that you don't have any overtime losses in any of those games considering how often you lose uh but this is this is the thing that gets me right there is an opportunity for this team to lose back-to-back games to basement dwelling teams that's bad for any team but it's particularly bad for teams that for a team that is trying to make some sort of move pick a direction like there should be alarm bells going off in everyone in the front office's brain right now and unfortunately it kind of sounds like this isn't up to them it sounds like again it's coming down on the higher ups, the ownership group. So it doesn't feel like anything is ever going to happen there. So things are going to have to be done in a way that is um, <laughs> like stealthy moves that don't make it feel like a rebuild, but like a retool to kind of soften the blow a little bit. I don't know. It just does not feel, no, I don't really have confidence that this team is going to make the playoffs at this point. I don't think that's going to happen. Ottawa is a disaster. I completely forgot that Vladimir Tarasenko is a senator now. He is wasting away the end of his career up there with Claude Giroux. Team is just bad. Goaltending is bad. They fired their coach earlier in this season. Fans have been booing them. I think it was Brady Kachuk that was like, you don't have to be here if you don't want to watch your supposedly like favorite hockey team. Like no one, no one's forcing you to root for this team sort of deal. After being booed off the ice, I think like two games in a row or something like that. They do have some injuries, but nothing remotely close to what Chicago's dealing with. And this is just the opportunity for them to snag two more points. I don't really have much else to add to that because how many times am I going to say the defense needs to stay in position? You need to really watch your play through the neutral zone and your giveaways. You need to keep your feet moving, keep moving the puck. And when you stand still, that creates issues. And that's when teams are going to pour on you. You're spending too much time in your own zone. You need to find a way to take the puck away and get back to the offensive zone. I could say that for 82 games or however many are left in the season at this point, 40 something, but 
on a much brighter side of things, we are finally starting to see Manjupani really not just look like him, his old self, but perform consistently like his him, his old self. I really like what we've seen from him. He obviously had the goal against Chicago. He had the goal, I believe it was against Nashville, and he had a multi-point night against Philly last week. So it's, it's there. He is there. He's Still looks pretty good defensively as well. Elias Lindholm and him could probably go to a defensive forward clinic uh, together just because I think at some points it's just, just get a little overwhelming for them. But Jonathan Huberto, he had that gorgeous, gorgeous goal against Philly. And I could not believe it. It was a true highlight reel goal. He's deking and juking and doing all this stuff with his stick. And he he buries it. And it was so nice to see. Yes, they lost. But do you really lose when Jonathan Huberto scores? <laughs> because at least you're not going another month without a point. It's time. We will close it out on this note. It is time for Dustin Wolf to be brought to the NHL. Dan Vladar has done as much as he can uh, with the Flames. I think he's done a fine job, but this season has just been really bad for him. And I don't know what they're going to do. I think they just need to call up Dustin Wolf and figure something out. Matthew Coronado's also just kind of wasting in also Calgary and the AHL. While Dylan Dubé gets 965 chances and Walker Dewar and Rizichka, they rotate who's in and who's out. And that's very frustrating because Matthew Coronado is, is there. But we will talk more about this team and any impending moves throughout the rest of the week because Locked On Flames is here for you every single day. And thank you for hanging out with me on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I greatly appreciate you tuning in. And if you'd like, you can follow me on X or Twitter, whatever you're calling it, at Jess Belmosto. And we can continue the conversation over there because. I think we all have a lot to say at this point. So thank you all for tuning in. Stay safe, stay dry, stay hydrated, and put on some chapstick.